looking for a high-quality beach and sand scoop? Are you trying to take your hunting to the extreme? How about an American-based company that stands behind their product and everything they sell? Then check out our friends over at Extreme Scoops. John has been making scoops for some time now and makes a quality beach and sand scoop to take your hunting to the next level. Extreme Scoops recently released their new sand shredder that works great in the water and on the beach. And if you're a new Equinox user, you may want to check out his Surfmaster X3 that can trap those small targets you new Equinox users are finding out there. Extreme Scoops company approach is let's do it right. So do it right, buy it once, and go to the extreme. ExtremeScoops.com That's X-T-R-E-M-E Scoops.com Hey boys and girls, we are going to talk about S&W Shooters and Prospectors. What is S&W Shooters and Prospectors? We at S&W Shooters and Prospectors help people find treasure. Did you say treasure? <laughs> yes, treasure. Just listen to this amazing review from our happy customer, Jack Sparrow. <laughs> Error, Jack was ship yep. shape and a pleasure to deal with. I was able to buy everything that I needed at prices that were shillings less than it's others. I framed my nine pieces of meat in no time. Savvy? I know you're asking yourself, why should I shop at S&W Shooter and Prospectors? Chuck Smalley has over 45 years of metal detecting experience. He works with each customer one-on-one -on -one to customize their setup to match their skill level. So if you always dreamt of being a pirate, Arr. contact Chuck at SNW Shooters and Prospectors and he'll take a great deal for you. I pass rum not included. Caution. Please do not operate motor vehicles or power equipment while under the influence of this show. Listening to this show could cause side effects such as bouts of laughter, violent binges of cabin fever, and even dreams of silver and gold. Please be advised. Now that the fine print is out of the way, on with the show. All right, we're back. We're live. Once again, you are listening to Beyond Sight and Sound, Metal Detecting and Treasure Hunting Radio for all the really cool digging people out there. And as I look into the chat, Frank managed to crawl out of bed to make it into the chat tonight. So, big round of applause to Frank for making it in, being as sick as he is. I don't know. He, uh... He picked up a bug in that haunted town, or probably more like it, uh, the Florida hunt. Uh, but either way, kudos to Frank and his team. For those who have not seen, Frank and his team placed first place in Masters of Metal Florida hunt. So they will be moving on to Alabama. Congratulations to them. So, very, very cool for those who have not seen that post. Make sure and wish him a big congratulations. And while we're at it, we can wish... I'm not going to say which one, but we'll wish Bill a late happy birthday. And I'll let you folks in the chat figure out which one. 
I'm sure it won't be too hard to figure it out, though. Anybody that's a member of the group probably saw the post the other day. So we see that uh, the Bills are in, Celeste, Frank, Mike, Dennis, a uh, uh, number, number of people dropping in. Uh, Frank says that the uh, Masters of Metal Hunt was a ball. Nice. Not sure, though, if he got into something he shouldn't have down there in that uh, haunted haunted hotel, haunted town, whatever it was. They did go and they did stop and see the devil's chair, so, ooh, I don't know, spooky. Either way, plenty of reading to do on that. If you're bored and you're looking for something in the rainy weather, you can check that out. Apparently, there's a devil's chair in Ohio, too. I did not know that. I have not done any reading on it, so I don't know. Um, links in the chat in the description. Obviously, our friends over at Shooters and Prospectors, AIP, Extreme Scoops, Detectives, the Ring Finders, Nook Macro website. Well, Nook the website. Midwest Refineries, Terry Channon's website, Mind Lab Minicore Update link, there's Crazy Spider Adventures, All Metal Militia, Detect That Outdoors, Ohio Metal Detecting, Hopper Hoodlum, Quarter Hoarder, and Ill Digger, if you're into the YouTube side of things, Illinois, Iowa Treasure Hunters, Metal Detecting Central Illinois, Metal Detecting Beyond Sight and Sound, The Relic Hunter, all Metal Militia, Detect That Outdoors, and Detect America, you can catch the DA crew Mondays at 8pm, you can catch... Shelly and Dawn, Thursday, 70s p.m., although, as long as he's feeling better by then, stay tuned, because I believe they will be talking Masters of Metal on Detect America tomorrow night after Can You Dig It, since uh, Frank obviously was sick Monday. And... Clearly, as we see in the chat, still sick. Uh, and speaking of sick people, not sure what's going on, but uh, <clears throat> Jesse Pritchard and his family are having some issues, and uh, we hope everything is going as well as can be for Zach and keeping their family in our thoughts, which I'm not even sure if Chuck knew anything about that. or Well, I'm sure you've had to have seen the posts, haven't you, Chuck? So that's, that's unfortunate. Yeah, yeah, he... he yeah, he was in intensive care, and last I heard, he was actually on a vent. Uh, so, hopefully, things... I mean, they were they were going to be pulling him off the ventilator this afternoon, I believe. So, it sounds like things are improving. Now, we just got to hope they keep continuing that direction, because I'm not sure of all the all the details involved with that, but the important part is that he's doing better, hopefully. I see. I know I sent him a text message and told him, said, you know, not, certainly don't want to bother you. That's why I didn't call. But, you know, just we we see what's going on and we're keeping everybody in our thoughts. Hopefully everything goes well. 
So I I did manage to squeeze that in today between trying to get some things done outside and watching go live to the rough crowd you had at the firehouse today. You know, that ought to be a good training exercise for these firefighters. You can let all them kids into the firehouse and tell them, there you go, keep up with them, guys. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you just hope for the best. Oh. I'm sure there were more than a few people wore out when they left today. Right, yeah, I was going to say, probably including a few of your guys. Oh, yeah, especially if they're hardwired. Because once those batteries start to get low, good God, they'll drive you nuts. Be chirping and everything else. But for people that may not realize, if your smoke detector is hardwired, the way I understand it, and Chuck may be able to correct me if I'm wrong, that is a universal plug, so it doesn't necessarily matter what brand you order to replace that hardwired detector. So, that's always a nice, uh, a nice note to know, too. You don't have to worry about whether or not they still make that particular model. That's a universal plug. So, a little... Yeah, yeah, although when they're hardwired like that, then they all start going off. Oh. Oh, yeah. Right, and that's how you, that's how you can reset it. You reset that one, you'll reset them all. And I guess I could have used one of those today. <laughs> I was doing some work outside. No, no, I was doing some work outside, and I happened to uh, break a coil wire. And I was doing some degreasing and everything. And uh, I go ahead and, and I uh, I had my rag sitting there on the workbench. And I crouched down there on the ground. And I'm trying to look up this part that I needed to order. And I kept thinking, huh, something smells like smoke. I wonder... Hmm. 
Well, let me check and see here, and we'll see. I'll bet you all can hear him now loud and clear. Go ahead and sound off, Chuck. Oh, there. How's that? That ought to work. Mm -hmm. We'll see. We'll see if somebody in the chat says that they can hear everybody. Well, let me check and see here, and we'll see. I'll bet you all can hear him now loud and clear. Go ahead and sound off, Chuck. Okay, it's repeating, too. Yeah, that's somebody had their speakers on. Oh, okay. Well, anyway, maybe this is working. I cannot see the Internet. Why? We have no Internet. Uh, the main phone line is dead, but it just came back on. We are under severe thunderstorms. We've had a lot of lightning strikes. I'm sitting here listening and waiting for my turn to go out. And uh, they've got hail. And heavy lightning going on. And I mean, it's been a light show. Right. And I am getting feedback in the chat. Uh, yeah, Tim, sorry I missed your call. I was trying to change some uh, settings real quick. Okay. I thought I heard Frank once. Yep. Frank had called in. I thought he was calling in to tell us how he completely decimated the competition at Florida Hunt. But... Uh, he was just calling in to let us know they couldn't hear you in the chat. I had a switch off. Oh, okay. That I had to Well, fix. that's good. <laughs> right. No, and and Frank, kudos to you, you and your group. But uh, get well. Uh, Jill just had about a some grunge, and uh, it's going around. So I've been keeping distance on that. And for some reason, we've gotten a few calls transporting people with respiratory distress. Well, I know, I know around here, it, it seems like, well, perceivably that's what they're blaming it on anyway. It seems like there's been an uptick in COVID because there's been a number of squad runs where they're not even, they're not even messing with the signals or codes. They're just flat out saying tested positive for COVID. Yep. Yep. And I did see where when Frank felt like he was a little under the weather, that's the first thing he did was ran out and got tested for COVID. He ought to have, I mean, he it seems like he takes them booster shots by the bottle, and he ought to have uh, a nice reserve of COVID tests at home, too, I would think. Because, I don't know, something's trying to kill him in Florida. That's just all there is to it. <laughs> Well, maybe maybe it's a lack of candy corn. I don't know. It could be. I uh, actually I passed a display of candy corn yesterday, and well, if I hadn't been in a hurry to uh, get off somewhere else to pick up something, I'd I'd have probably grabbed a few bags to toss in a box and send his direction. But I had oh. a uh, I had a deal pop up that I couldn't turn down, so I had to go the other way instead. So that's that's good. And if I was off air to you guys, I was wishing that uh, Zach uh, has a healthy, speedy recovery here. Uh, Jesse's boy. And, yeah. Uh, I haven't seen an update on him for a while. No, all all I believe the last I saw was. Uh... 
they were requesting that people quit sending Zach messages because he was not using his phone right now, obviously. And that they were hoping to uh, remove the ventilator today. Good. That's what I had last also. And uh, just keep them in your prayers. Yeah, I mean, it's... When when things like that are going on, it's always tough. That's why I had just sent Jesse a text rather than trying to call or anything like that. Figured it doesn't require a response. Just know that we're we're seeing what's going on and we're keeping everybody in your th- in our thoughts. Right, so, just sent him a message now. I got some of my uh, Wi-Fi back. I think. Ah if it went through don't know but yeah i kept i kept thinking something smelled like smoke and and i'll be i stood up and and the rag on the uh workbench was on fire oh yeah right next to a gas tank beautiful spot to have a fire So had to had to clear off the workbench pretty pretty and just, quickly. Just for curiosity, exactly again, how'd that start? I'm not real sure. It could have been a hot ash. Oh, more I than likely. I don't know. But it was taken care of quickly, post haste. There you go. A lot of st- a lot of stopping around. I'm sure. No, not really. I mean, it it was basically smoldering on the the workbench, and when I picked it up, well, obviously that gave maximum airflow, so it burst into flames, and that's when I dropped it in the driveway and just let it burn down to nothing. There you go. I figured that was the uh, easiest way to deal with it, and then made sure that there weren't any hot embers or anything like that, and, and then came in the house to continue my search for parts. There you go, but just be careful. I hope you're all doing your homework on your Halloween stories. That's coming. That's approaching fast. Yes, it is, and I actually. <laughs> I'm hoping makes, Frank's got a good one out of that uh, Devil Scare, de- Casadega. Yeah. Uh, it. Uh, Maybe it makes me feel a little old, but I actually pulled up an old audio clip that I ran tonight that uh, I can always run that for the Halloween stories, the spooky stories or whatever, that I haven't used in almost 10 years. Oh, Lord. (laughs) We're talking ancient history almost. Yeah, yeah, pretty much, pretty much. I mean... That's a decade. Oh yeah. my god! <laughs> yeah, it's it's been a it's been a minute, especially when you're talking uh, terms of social media. Yes. Good grief! But I've been thinking we're probably going to turn that into two episodes if people think that they have enough stories. And okay. if they have enough stories. I'm thinking we'll probably do that uh, on the 22nd and the 25th, or the 25th and the 29th, and then we will, uh, like if we do it the 22nd and the 25th, we can announce the winner on the 29th, or winners, 
if we do a runner-up. There and, you go. And uh, do Dig Your Plug uh, around that time, too. Do Dig Your Plug on the uh, 29th, which I've already heard from Mike, and everybody will probably remember from last year, Mike likes to see a full board. He doesn't oh, yeah. like to hear about people digging trash. And he's already told me he wants, he's expecting a full board. One way or the other. <laughs> so, did we ever decide on a prize for this ghost story winner? We did not. You know, I, I've been, uh, I think I'll put together something. Oh, some pretty good pretty good stuff and uh, I'll work on it and then we'll announce that next show next show a little silver involved and some other items and we'll we'll make it worth that storyteller's time right we definitely it's got to be good good. yeah we definitely want to make it worth that uh that particular person's time. We want to get them to call in to share that story with us themselves rather than us uh, trying to relay the story for people for them. Uh-huh. So that's going to be about the best way to do it is to be able to get them to call in and share the story themselves and hopefully... They've got some good ones. I hope so. You got to be able to, to convince us. Right. And then we got to figure out if we're judging this or if we need independent judges. And Oh, right. I don't know. I think, you we know, can... and Mike always seems to write stories about his exes that are haunting him. I don't think that counts. Right, right. Yeah, we we probably don't need any stories about exes haunting. Uh, <laughs> so who knows? We'll we'll have to wait and see. I think we can probably we can probably come up come up with a a good choice of winner without being biased or anything. I believe. So we'll just have to see what those stories are. And maybe, maybe I will, uh, maybe to kind of get everybody in the mood, I'll even roll out tonight at the end of the show, instead of our regular music for the end, I'll end with a little ghost story for the listeners to hear. Okay, I have a report. I just loaded that clip. Actually, while we were talking. Did you? I have a report on Zach Pritchard from Jesse. It's fresh. just came through. I sent him a... Okay, he's not out of the woods by any stretch. He's been battling pneumonia for three weeks. Doctor thought he had it whooped, but it came roaring back after antibiotic ended. Irritation from coughing caused lungs to bleed. They scoped and lavaged him. On the lungs, early morning, they had him under general anesthesia with that. 
and he's still on ventilation. Numbers are improving. Hope to be off the vent tomorrow. Wow. So I'll keep well, Jesse at least and family the numbers are, Good yeah. kid. Yeah, in your hopes and thoughts and prayers for us. At least the numbers are improving. We just got to keep him moving that way. Yep. He's, he's, I mean, you don't want to see anybody have to go through that, but Zach's much too young to be dealing with issues like this. Yes. Yes, he is. So. They've, uh, it's, it's been a rough go. Yes, it has. Yes, it has. So, yeah, That's... with it, with it being October, we're, we're kind of switching things around. We've got some, we've got, We've swapped out our bumpers for some Halloween-themed uh, audio, and we'll go ahead and even roll out with a uh, with a little ghost story to get everybody in the mood to share those ghost stories here soon, because uh, that's right. that's just around the corner. Yeah, it is. Yeah, because if if Fine, we do that. And, and, and... Then I got to put a shout out. If you got coins, stickers, patches, this is for our Christmas giveaways. That's Barbara right. To get a lot of that stuff for the uh, for the kiddos. And we've got so, the link for the Great Metal Detecting Kids Christmas giveaway in the chat and in the description tonight. I am on the ball almost. Almost. Yeah, I I missed that switch on the audio at the beginning, but uh now we're all now we're all good. We're 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 doing great. And uh, I'm still talking to Jesse about some Oh. Uh-oh. And uh he said they Something they're not certain yet. They have not ruled out an autoimmune reaction that has caused the bleeding. Now, we definitely don't need that going on. No. Well, we will definitely be keeping everybody in our thoughts. For sure. And I see in the chat here, it looks like Mike says he has sent me photos and an itemized list of donations for the board, I guess. Mm. And don't forget to, I'll correct that on the next show if I'm wrong. I believe it is an 1881 New Orleans Mint Morgan that was very generously donated by Mike Lockmet Metal Detecting Central Illinois that will be uh, giving away sometime towards the end of the year, I think. We'll, we'll try to hang on to that and do that around Christmas or New Year's and end the year off good with uh, some listener being quite happy. Cool. It's a nice Morgan, too. He got it at a a very reasonable price, I think. Good deal. And we certainly appreciate that. And if people are out digging plugs, who knows? There may even be some, uh, some digging gloves on that board, too. Yep. And I'll tell you what. Maybe other things. Who knows? 
I'll tell you what, um, I've noticed too with this uh, cold snap and the change in the weather, now it seems like we're finally starting to get rain that we could have used all through the year. People are getting out digging and they're making finds. Yeah, they are. Yeah, they are. Shannon and Phil both got cradle bells the other day. Oh, now that was on Shannon. Wasn't that on Shannon's top top of the bucket list? Getting a crota bell. Yeah, it was a real dinger for her. Literally, the the dinger was still in it. Well, who got it first? Did 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 Phil find one first, or did Shannon? I believe the way it went was Shannon found hers first. Phil uh-huh. found his later that day. Oh, okay. Well, that maybe Phil found one, and Shannon just went to work hard. Well, I, yeah, it's possible. I don't know. Maybe Phil found one first, and Shannon took him out at the knees. And uh, there you go. <laughs> next thing you know, she's got two of them. Yeah. Well, I'm hoping Frank gets cleared up so he can talk tomorrow night and tell us all about. I did talk with him. He called me the other day when they won it, and he, oh yeah, good bragging rights. Oh and yeah, that's what that yeah. boils down to. A lot of bragging rights because some yeah. of them there's some luck involved. But he he did mention that it was a well run event. I mean, he was happy with that. Well, so, and, and they were patching up teams trying to get enough. Believe it or not, they were patching teams together yeah, trying to get enough teams slots. to do it. The way yeah. it seemed like at uh, Frank talked, and mm-hmm. that's good. I'm sure there were some great guys and gals out there having a good time. Oh yeah, that's I'm what sure. it's meant to be. Yeah, and uh, I mean, really, for for what it costs for your registration, you get more than your money's worth back in swag. And he had sent me a message uh, as well. He's like, we won, Mom, or something like that. It's like, that's awesome. Good job, buddy. So I was very pleased to hear get him on he the man. Everybody's going won. coming down with this stuff. Come on, stay with it. We're just getting into that fall season. The fields are just opening up. Right. And really, an event like that, I mean, yes, there's something to be said for, you know, years of experience under the belt and knowing and understanding your machine. But that doesn't mean that luck doesn't play a part as well. So oh, yeah. with an event like that, yeah. And the one that, if I remember it right, they... they paint certain tokens you draw a color you got to find that token by color and that's not an easy one right that's where luck plays a part (laughs) there's a couple of them that do that so there's luck and skill involved and gives everybody a fair shake and that's cool and frankie and boys won yeah and and it does it it makes uh it makes it a well rounded event right and they got let's see what they get they, of course they get their swag they i think they all got right plus they all got medals yep and then they get a move on to, to alabama alabama and they get twenty five hundred dollars to help offset the cost of the trip and the lodging right so they Which, did pretty good yeah and I don't know. I I think if they play their cards right, that that'll go a long way for a B and B for them. Yep. And 
just, uh, you know, I, I can see Frank wanting to kind of, uh, you know, lean towards that side of things rather than a hotel. They should have enough money to stay in a Super 8 instead of a Hotel 6. <laughs> well, I, I don't know. This is all, this is all relative as to uh, whether or not Frank's candy corn supply comes out of that money. <laughs> oh, I not of that. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah and uh that's pretty cool that that's sort of like a fun event and uh oh I'm yeah hearing that they may have one at the chicago dig fest next year so we'll have to wait and see if that comes to pass in fact that's be the closest one i'll sponsor a team up that way hmm it'll be interesting oh and, yeah and have, really when, when i could you're have... gonna have fun I couldn't think of a better place to uh, hold one because that'll be right in their own backyard then. Mine Lab's backyard. Yep. So it makes yep. perfect sense. Yeah, it does. Yeah, it, it definitely oh, makes Every time the companies make perfect sense in what they do, but we'll see what happens. Right. <laughs> Celeste says five of us in a Motel 6 is trouble. <laughs> I don't... I don't know, Celeste. I'm thinking five of you anywhere is trouble. Um, <laughs> yeah. Because I know how it can go sometimes. I'm not saying anything, but maybe Frank eggs it on a little? No. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> we got to get him feeling better. Keep. Keep socking him with that Robitussin there, Celeste. I don't mean hitting him with a bottle. <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. So we'll we'll just have to see what happens. I mean, hopefully right. he, he gets that knocked out and, and he's able to, because uh, I know he would have been chomping at the bit to talk about it Monday, but he just couldn't do it. And hey, Oh, I got to yeah. wish Bill a happy birthday, too. So That's happy right. birthday, Bill. Yep. Bill had a birthday. Only he, I think he's staying pretty quiet about it. Hopefully, he had a good day. There you go. I well, don't know. And then, actually, I hadn't even saw the message from Frank that they had won uh, until a, a while after he had sent it. Because Sunday, we ran an impromptu archive, so I did bring back the story of the killer clown. Uh, for yes, Sunday. I did that, and I sat down, and I clicked it on a day later, clicked on it, and listened to it, and laughed <laughs> about it again. Right, because we had uh, we had guests in from out of town. Janet and Jack Chapman dropped through Ooh. our neck of the woods. That's cool. Yeah. Uh, they apparently they had been up in Michigan to their grandson's wedding, oh. and then they wanted to stop down through our area and get together for yeah. supper. So, which uh, I believe it was Janet had said, "Well, Josh has got his show tonight, though we can always stay an extra night." And no, we're not going to make you do that. I can run an archive, you know. So, 
we ran an archive since we had Janet and Jack in from out of town and they and stopped then, uh, people. Yeah. They they moved on then they went back to their hotel so they could get some rest and got up the next morning and hit some sites, wanted to see the uh well, I believe they were going to go, we had talked about it, and they hadn't realized how close they were to it, so I believe they were going to go see the uh, Air and Space Museum, the Neil Armstrong Museum that's just down the road from us, uh, because he was from our area, and then they wanted to go on to Wright-Pat and, and check out the Air Museum and uh, see the Columbus Zoo. And I guess they're just kind of, they were just kind of taking their time on the way back home, seeing some sights and just generally relaxing and having fun, seeing seeing what else they might find interesting along the way back home. Cool. Well, mm-hmm. safe doubles, and I hope they have fun. Oh, and, and they definitely had fun Sunday. Apparently, Jack is a big fan of deep-fried mushrooms. Uh-huh. So we took him out to this place, and I was telling him, I said, you know, you, you're probably not going to believe this. It may look a little odd when you you see it on the menu because their deep-fried mushrooms are $11 an order here, and you only get six of them. But yeah. they're, they're deep-fried portobello mushrooms, and they're the Ooh. size of racquetballs. Oh, <laughs> And that when they good. when they brought that order of mushrooms to the table, Jack could not believe it. <laughs> Matter of fact, oh, he had he had three of them before they brought his sandwich and fries out. And by the time he was getting to the end of his meal, he's like, "Man, I shouldn't have had them three mushrooms." <laughs> well, you know, you got to dive in. Yeah. I told him, I said, you should have took a picture of that, because you take that story back home to Illinois, people aren't going to believe you that you saw mushrooms that big. Not deep fried like that. I said, this is the only place that I've ever seen them this way. Well, they sound wonderful. They are absolutely delicious. But they are big enough that you've, you pretty much got to eat them with a fork or something because they they are they're they're the size of racquetballs. It seems like they're just huge. Oh boy, that sounds good. I like uh, I like mushroom. And, yeah, they, uh, these are tasty. I mean, if if you ever get into our neck of the woods, I have to. You'll have to try these because I'm sure, sure that you would like these. They are cool. definitely good. They're they're a yep. little pricey for an order of mushrooms, but you you get what you pay for. You get what you pay for. I mean, these, these things are huge. I like that stuff. I know you know you, you get into some of these towns and they got one restaurant that serves up something that's out of this world, and you go there and then you hit another one like those mushrooms and so on and so forth. And you know, I'm a little. I follow Guy Fieri. And we've went to restaurants. He recommends. I got a couple of his books, and you know, diners, drive-ins, and dives. Some of the best food are in those dives. I'll tell you. Oh yeah, oh yeah, absolutely. And that's that's kind of what we like to look for is, is those things that are they're a little different. I mean, yeah, you can order deep fried mushrooms anywhere, but you can't get them like this. 
We and, went into a, I like a good steak. So we heard that we were out in Wyoming, this little town, that the Mercantile, that's the name of it, served a heck of a steak. So we went in there, sat down, and I'm thinking Midwest steak. Now, we're out in Wyoming. Hmm. We ordered two steaks, Jill, myself, medium, yeah, and that gal said, are you sure you want two? And these were Texas-sized steaks. They brought them out on a platter, and you couldn't see the platter, each steak. Wow. Somebody was getting a to-go box. <laughs> oh, man. I looked at Jill, I said, yeah, maybe we should have ought to quizzed her a little more on the size of the steaks and they were fantastic because they use aspen wood fire to cook it over and yeah that's the kind of place those are the places you like to walk into i'll tell you and it was a fantastic meal absolutely fantastic they had a salad bar that was to die for and their baked potato was like a bowling ball (laughs) it was huge it was good so those kind of places yep I know we hit one uh, a couple of years ago on the other side of the lake that they supposedly had a rather large tenderloin. And uh, you could order the tenderloin or you could order the large tenderloin, which was basically the original tenderloin doubled. So when they brought this thing out to me, there were two tenderloin patties on top of each other on this bun, and it was the size of the plate. Oh, my. I sat down, and everybody's agging me on, you know, go ahead, eat the whole thing. I ate that whole thing sitting there. Oh. I I swear I didn't eat for like a day and a half after that. But uh, I ate that whole thing sitting there, and the waitress come up to me, and she says, you know, I've been here like 14 years or something like that, and you're only maybe the fifth person I've seen do that. <laughs> you must have been hungry. I was, apparently. But I know I wasn't for a while after that. Not at all. I mean, the next day, Abby wanted to take Tam out to eat for Mother's Day and said, oh, well, tell Josh he can come along, too. And I'm like, no, I'm good. I'm not hungry. (laughs) But that's the way it goes sometimes. So, yeah, you get into some of them little, you know, off-the-beaten-path, you find out that they they have some things that they're known for that, you know, maybe it's not necessarily widely advertised, but the locals know. Right. Right. And it would have been nice to have maybe tried to get gotten the bills up here, too, when Janet and Jack were in town. They they were like, oh, it'd be nice to meet them, but it was such short notice. We, we couldn't yeah. have coordinated if we had wanted. So, nope. And, and you know, the travels, you go around the country and hitting some of these places, it, you got to find them. You got to look for them a little bit. And when you find them or hear about them, get into them, that just adds to your detecting trip. A couple of good meals and a good, good little right. side restaurant, you know. Yep. And then if you're ever back through that area again, you know where to stop. <laughs> That's right. Delanica, downtown, back behind the old Mint building, little blowhole barbecue place, and and he knew how to advertise. He was barbecuing out front, and you could smell that through that oh, yeah. downtown area. 
Oh, yeah, you'd smell that for blocks. And it was excellent. You walked in, he had floor-to-ceiling trophies winning oh, national barbecue. Yeah, but the thing was, the unsung part of it, the barbecue was to die for. It was the right time of year, and the peaches were on. His wife, every night, made homemade peach cobbler. Ooh, that's what I'm talking about. It's some of the best I've ever eaten in my life. Good rack of ribs. There you go. Peach cobbler. Yeah. And we got the pirate in. Hello. It's still there. Hello. I hate peach. I hate peach cobbler. That was my ex's favorite dessert. Hmm. No, I don't give a damn if you like it or not. I love it. (laughs) (laughs) Right? (laughs) Yeah, we... You, you can't. Uh, your ex. My problem. <laughs> yeah, you you can't hold the you can't hold that against the peach cobbler. No. <laughs> oh no, I'd rather have pineapple upside down cake or something else good. Peanut butter pie. I can't eat that. Oh yeah, that's right. You got a nut allergy. Yeah, I you would know. kill for a PB and J. I'm gonna tell you. <laughs> That's good stuff. Well, I I, I can jump on that grenade and I can eat that slab of peanut butter pie for you. Okay. I've never had a piece of peanut butter pie. Really? I've ate peanut peanuts and peanut butter, but then I had my allergy and Yankees don't make peanut butter pie. Oh yes and, they do. Yeah, they do. Well, I'm talking I'm talking the big Yankees up in the Northeast. They are, oh. They, oh, okay, because yeah, I was going to say, I'm here to tell you, I make a killer peanut butter pie. Well, you're kind of central Yankees. I'm talking those people <laughs> way up there. I think you just called me a pivot point. I think yeah, something like that. <laughs> but, see, but see, those people in New England, they're like, you know... Until they come south, I remember, what did I, oh, when my sister came probably 15, 18 years ago, I made fried green tomatoes. And my she looked at fried green tomatoes. Oh, man, they are the best. Yep, and yep. my sister looked at me like I had two heads, and I'm like, trust me, they're good. But mm. they had their, they had their mindset. Because they've never heard of such a thing that they were going to be bad. And they're like, no, I don't like these. And I'm like, these are like the perfect fried green tomatoes. I like fried green tomatoes. That's good stuff. Oh, I love them. Love them, love them, love them. So I just called in because I know Chuck is committed. Are you giving me a mini and a midi this this year? I'm going to give you two of something. We, I, you know, yeah, you I believe tell me what he you end said. Up you scope over what you got, and you say, can you get me two middies or two minis or a mini and a midi? Yeah, okay. I was going to say, I believe he said Always keep him posted, that. and he may change one of those. Okay, and so John Page has committed, but I don't know. He's with Fort Bedford Metal Detectors. I just checked my messengers just to make sure. And Tim Henderson has committed. He usually gives me a mini and a midi, but I will confirm that. And I just got an email from Delect 
saying, of course, she will give me a mini and a midi. Awesome. Well, we can, and if you fall short with the older kids, we can maybe do something on a little higher level for them, like a, maybe an Xterra Pro. Xterra Pro, maybe. Instead of the mini and midi. So that, that's cool. So you're, I can work with Chuck. So I'll just put a big star next to his name. Right. Well, there should be a big star next to his name anyway. There is. There always (laughs) is. Oh, you've always told me, well, I need this. That's what you get. And uh, so, uh, it was nice. I have not heard from, um, Garrett or Mind Lab or Fisher. So what I did while I was listening to the show and trying to pay attention, I went to the kids Christmas giveaway and started a chat. I included you two in it just so you know what the heck I'm doing. And I added, I really figured that out yet. And I added all those people to the chat saying, I've sent you all an email, could you please let me know if you're going to support the kids Christmas giveaway again this year? Thank you. Um, <laughs> and so my next thing is the P Russ had contacted me and I told him, I sent him the email and told him what day. And he said, okay, he'd look for it, but I know they're all busy, but you know, yeah, it's but it's Russ like is like, almost, Russ is like popcorn in a tornado. Yeah, so Russ, I know, will commit. Um, And I not only sent it to Steve at Garrett, but, you know, my email, you would think where we've emailed each other before, it wouldn't go to spam, but it might have. And so Steve sometimes comes to DIV, but if not, I'm just going to start PMing them via messenger but if you run into any of those people, any of you out there in Beyond Sight and Sound land, say, you know, Barb's trying to get a hold of you. There you go. Um, and I know a bunch of other people will come through. Um, I'm, my life is just crazy right now, but I'm trying. Right. Well, I'm sure it'll all work out just fine. It will, and if we're not as big as we were last year, it is what it is. At least, you know, we're still going to have a giveaway. And um, Right, there's still going to be happy kids in time for Christmas. Exactly, so oh, that's all going on on my end. Well then, at least we have that. Unless y'all want to come back with bedpans and, you know, dressing changes and, you know, all that fun nursing stuff. I'm still trying to figure out how to get CEUs to renew my license for all this nursing stuff I'm doing. Too bad they didn't consider on-the-job training. I, I, I'm, I'm, I, I actually may just contact the board of nursing going, look, this is my life. Right. I couldn't, work, I couldn't work right now if I wanted to. And uh, is there some way I can get credit for this? <laughs> right. All they can say is no. no. Right? I mean, yeah. Right. It doesn't hurt to check. Yep. All you got to do is ask. Stranger yeah. things. Stranger things. 
Exactly. So. Right. Oh, oh yeah, it, that Christmas thing's rolling up on us pretty quick too. Yep. It is. I, you know what made me think of it is some family member I know posted it's like fifty three days to Christmas, and I went ah. Wow. <sighs> And somewhere in all this melee, you still got to figure out a spooky story. Oh, I got a spooky story. I got the story that I was glad I wasn't the only person there to hear it. Oh, well. And when sounds like you may have your story all picked out then when we do that. Yeah, and when it was told by a family member of mine. The nurse looked at me, and I looked at her, and she was like, I've always heard about things like this, but never been witness to it. Hmm. Hmm. Just hang us, leave us hanging <coughs> the edge right yep. there. I am. And that's, and that's another thing we got to think about, too, is whether or not we should put these stories to a time frame, like, don't let it run over 10 minutes or something like that so we can get as many stories as possible. Yeah, we got to we got to work in the stories so you got to be good I, at it fairly I, I, cut to the chase. I think the when is it next week? Uh it's looking like the 22nd and 25th probably. We'll probably split it up between two shows. <clears throat> and then okay. and then we got to figure out who won and we'll probably announce it on the 29th. On the 29th. And I'll so have I would, a nice prize package for the winner. And we're, we're talking give, about a runner-up. I would give everyone eight minutes. Eight minutes, huh? Well, because you're going to blah, 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 like you always do at the beginning of the show. And then if you give Thanks. ten, that's... <laughs> That's not going to leave much time. So if you give eight, that gives you two minutes of blah, 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 blah before the next person. <laughs> blah, 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 blah. Yep. Yeah. Woo, woo. There you go. Yep. All right. And, well, we'll, we'll see what would, we can and do. I would, and I would time everyone. And if. People are going to call in. They may want to put their timer on their phone. So when Josh and Chuck say, okay, start, you hit the little start thing. And that way you're not going to deviate and go off on a tangent while you're telling your story because you're going to so be looking at the time. We know we got time. you as an entry, but how many people are going to come on and do this? Right. Oh, well, that's, Bill that's Mar what I'm wondering. Bill Bill Marsh already told me he was calling in. Oh, what? No. He did. Bill he, never he calls in. Bought, You're fooling. He bought 10 new shirts just for the show. Oh, well, then he may be calling in. Yep. And Frank, you know, will call in. Oh, I'm sure. He's got something off that place he was at. It sounds like he caught a cold out of it. Right. I want to know if he was hanging out with Dwight. Well, you know, it seems like there are a number of people that were at the Florida hunt that caught some sort of bug. 
Well, we all caught COVID from Dwight in February 2020. And if he was around Dwight, he probably got the vid again, and he just isn't going to test positive for another day or two. Well, we'll hope not. We'll hope not. That's right. We hope it's just a cold. Right. But hey, if you got a runny nose, they're pointing at you. You got COVID. No, no. No. I got dry air and corn dust. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Boy, them boys are picking hard before this rain comes. Man. He said a bunch of folks got sick and everyone is testing negative. Yeah. But, you know, all the tests out there, I just got some tests today. And it's on the package. It says the federal government has decided that the expiration dates have been extended on this product. <laughs> well, Frank says that there were a number of people that got sick, but everyone is testing negative. Yeah, well, well are, good. They, are they using all those expired tests? <laughs> good is negative. It's not good. They all got the grunge. <laughs> right. Yeah. And I was I was kind of snooping for confirmation in the chat there. I didn't see that Bill was calling in. Uh, I'm going to ah. tell you, it, uh, Bill is calling in. And he said Celeste has a, a temperature of 103.7. Oh. That, sounds, that sounds more bacterial than viral. That's because she's caught in Frank's stunningly bright personality. Oh, the Lord have mercy. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure that's what Frank oh, would say no. anyway. No, look, look, the TV star, he's he's there. Just don't blow it up any bigger. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure that's what he's saying anyhow. He's yeah, going, yeah. yep, sounds like a good excuse, good story. Oh, you won't find a nicer guy. Oh. Well, and and really, I don't think you can inflate his ego anymore right now with having that Masters of Metal medal. No, that, that's I pretty cool. I'm so yeah, mad because be I proud of. I wanted to do that. I so wanted to do it, and then they didn't do it at Chattanooga. They canceled it. Yeah, they canceled and... it. They had the same kind of issues. In a way, they didn't get enough people signed up there, I guess. Well, because they advertised it like three days, seven yeah. days before the event. So what well, do you think? But, and, and to be fair, Debbie did say that by the time they heard back from legal and stuff, it it really was a little late to try and promote it properly. So they knew it was going to kind of hurt them this year. But it gives them a well, chance to see how things go in the interest that's in it and how they're going to tweak it moving on to next year. So it'll be interesting to see how it goes. Well, it stinks because that's the only one I could have gone to and then it got canceled. There's no way I could have driven 12 hours to Florida. You know, there's just no way. Right. Who knows? Maybe everybody will get sick and Frank's team will be the only team that makes it to Alabama and they'll win by default. I'm wondering who uh, of Frank's five team members was the alternate, or did all five of them get to participate? No, the alternate doesn't participate, but I believe no, Celeste is the alternate. No, unless somebody cannot make it, that's why you have an alternate to stand in, 
but he is still treated. If the team wins, he wins, and he gets to go to the next step up, which would be Alabama, with them right. in case somebody can't do it. And if that team wins, okay. the whole team wins, including the old right. event. Team. Right. Because I the alternate is was... part of the team. I and Celeste is that. the alternate. Okay. Frank was afraid she was going to show his butt up. Well, she just might have. <laughs> you never know. Yeah. I mean, they can step out if they're looking for one particular item, and she might have nailed it in under a minute, and it'd take Frank 10. It's no it's a luck thing there on one or two of the hunts, but and the other hunts, there's skill factor involved, but we'll but never know the, because they have to ID metal. So yep. Frank will explain all this to us when we get him on there, when he's feeling better, it'll be, it'd be great listening, but we'll never know though, because when that person steps out and the alternate steps in, that person that stepped out cannot come back. Okay. So, well, the alternate has to finish for him. Right. Well, I wish y'all good luck. I really, 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 really do. How many teams was there in Florida? I'm not real sure. I don't know if Frank can give a count. I think Frank told me once eight. They were, okay. they were putting a few teams together quick. Yeah, I know yeah, they were throwing teams together, throwing people together, where if people wanted to participate but didn't have a team, they were just, okay, you five. Okay, you five. Yeah, they were they, okay. were, trying to, they were trying to make her work, and that's good. They did. Yeah. And uh, everybody seemed to have, uh, Frank did mention that it was very well run. Yes, yeah. I read that. And I read that on a couple places. I mean, Frank Frank has seen enough events. You know, he can. Yep. He did say eight teams, and he has seen enough events that he can speak from experience. He knows if it's well ran. Oh yeah. So. Well, that's awesome. No, I just like busting Frank's butt. No, but honestly, congrats. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. That was pretty yep. cool. It was, it was, it was very cool and uh, couldn't happen, couldn't have happened for a better team. That's right. Exactly. Exactly. Because they're, they're our Beyond Sight and Sound team. They're not the Detect America team. I think they were a completely independent team. <laughs> no. Mm-hmm. All right, well, I got to fly, guys, so I will you talk have to you a, later. Have a... Have a good night there, well, kiddo. Got to keep that carbon knocked out of the broom. <laughs> been rubbing that up, getting ready for your night? Oh, my brooms are all charged, baby. Okay. Just all right. Good. You didn't switch over to the lithium, did you? Nope. Okay, good. 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 <laughs> yeah, we, we don't need a repeat of last year's equip in Kentucky. <laughs> Y'all so bad. Bye. We'll see you. See ya. <laughs> well, sir, I think I'm going to back out of here. The lightning's flying heavy again. The wind's picking up, and I'm waiting for a page. Yep. So, and I think I'm going to roll on out of here with a spooky story to get everybody in the mood for the uh, the stories. The end of the month. Hopefully, they bring their stories. 
and this will give them an idea too of what what's in store. You know, they're they're going to have to work hard because this is a good story. Okay, go for it. So we'll I'll go ahead and and roll that for them. You won't be able to hear it on this side of things. You'll have to hear it from the chat if you can get in there. But uh, now, but right now, the phone's online, but. Uh, I can't. It just came up. I tried to send Jesse another message. It wouldn't do it. We've got uh, the weather issue that we're dealing with. Mm. It is crazy. Let's see if it resends what well, it did this time. And um, all right, all right. Well, so, if you can get into the chat, I will roll that clip. That way, people have an idea of what they may be in store for the end of the month. Okay, I'll and this will get people... on there. If I don't, I'll try and pick it up on the archive. So, All right. have a great one, everybody. Stay safe and uh, go out and find something neat. Talk to you later. Thanks, Josh. Stay safe, Chuck. All right, buddy. And Bye-bye. for everyone else, this will give you an idea. Barb says maybe we should try to keep it to eight minutes, and this will show you the sort of damage you can do in less than six. If you're a good storyteller. So hang in there with us for a few minutes. Enjoy the story. And be thinking of what your spooky story is going to be. It's coming up. We'll have a nice prize pack for people the way it sounds. For who is chosen as the best story. And then like I said, we'll probably announce that winner on the 29th. Because we're going to need a few days to decide. And uh, we'll see what happens. But you can't have the chance to win if you don't play. So you got to be able to tell a good story. And this will give you an example. What we call Five Mile Hollow is situated along Mayshack Creek in Monroe County, Kentucky, where I live. This creek was named by early settlers when Richard Skaggs had a son by the name Meshach that was tragically killed, scalped, and tied to a tree by Indians along the creek. Richard and his wife Elizabeth had uh, 14 children, and he named three of the boys after the friends of Daniel in the Bible, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Five Mile Hollow is really an exceptionally quiet spot so much so that people that come there that don't live in the area notice the lack of modern sounds of cars or planes or any sounds really associated with the industrial world. But it's also known as a place where the dead do not rest. In addition to the tragic death of Meshach Skaggs, years later a teenage girl mysteriously died in this hollow on her birthday at the same general location where Meshach Skaggs body was found tied to a tree. Dr. Linwood Montell of Western Kentucky University in his book, Ghost Along the Cumberland, records the story of this girl's reappearance a year after her death. As the story goes, following a community dance, there were a couple of boys that danced with a girl at the dance and then agreed to walk her home. She lived in Five Mile Hollow. The air was cold and chilly that night, and so one of the boys loaned her his coat. 
When they approached the lane that led to her house, the boy told her, said, just keep the coat. I'll come back and get it tomorrow. So the next day he went back and he knocked on the door and he was greeted by an older lady. And he told her the story of the night before said, uh, you know, we met your daughter at the dance and danced with her and we were walking home and she was cold and I loaned her my coat. Well, as he finished his story, she screamed out, is this some kind of cruel joke? And he, you know, he didn't know what she was talking about. And the lady said, my daughter died a year ago yesterday. And the boy pleaded his case. He said, no, we danced with her last night. We walked her home. She borrowed my coat. And the woman in tears pointed up the road toward the graveyard, which really is about a mile away, I guess. And she said, go and look at her headstone for yourself. So the boy went to the graveyard and approaching the graveyard, he seen his coat on her headstone. This story gained notoriety in 1965 in a hit song by Dickie Lee called Laurie, Strange Things Happen. And you can pull that up on the internet and listen to that song. You know, for years, people who have walked through this holla or who have rode a horse through Five Mile Holla have reported being touched by someone at the spot where this girl and Meshach Skaggs met their untimely deaths. Some people even claim when they ride a horse through there that they can feel someone get on behind them. I do a lot of detecting in Five Mile Hollow, and I've taken visitors that come to detect with me to this area. I never tell them the story about this place. Two years ago, Joe Davidson and J.L. Digger came to Kentucky to hunt with me. J.L. Digger and I were hunting at the base of a hill, and Joe was at the top of the hill. There's nothing on this, the top of the hill. Now, there are woods around it, but Joe was hunting in a uh, a bare spot on top of this hill. We'd been hunting probably about 30 minutes, and Joe came running down the hill. He was white as a ghost. His eyes were as big as saucers. And he said, somebody touched me on the shoulder. said, I thought it was one of y'all, and I, I turned around to look, and he said, I didn't see anyone. He said, it's not like a limb or anything. It was multiple touches on my shoulder, hard. And uh, he was adamant about it. I didn't tell him the complete story, but I did say, well, there are stories about things that have happened in this holler. And then a few weeks ago, Mike Darnell of Oak Ridge, Tennessee, came to hunt with me, and we hunted close to Five Mile Holler. At the end of the day, we drove back through the area. And we reached a spot on the road that is about a 300-yard stretch where the road forces you to drive in Mayshack Creek itself. As we approached the spot and started to get into to drive into the creek, well, Mike just screamed out. He said, stop. He said, I had a dream about this very place. He'd never been there. He'd never seen it. And I never told Mike any of the stories prior to that. But I did tell him, as I told Joe, I said, there are strange things that have been reported in this holler. So are there ghosts in Five Mile Holler? I don't know. However, I do agree with the title of the song, Strange Things Happen, Even Unexplained Things in Five Mile Holler. Boo!
<laughs> so, there's a little bit of a taste of, uh, who knows what uh, stories may come towards the end of the month. You be the judge. True? Hmm. Maybe so. All I know is strange things happen. So who knows, maybe we'll bring up another one from the archives at another point before we do uh, our spooky story night and see what happens. Uh... <laughs> and we'll see how things go. <coughs> so... We'll see how it is. Uh, but it was. That was a great story. And uh, hopefully some other ones have some great stories to share with us. I mean, that that gives you a clue of how things went the last time. And uh, if you go back and look through the archives, you may even be able to find the archived episode of all of the stories in their entirety. Not just Five Mile Holla. But strange things do happen. We're out of here, folks. Stay spooky, stay safe, have a wonderful night.